Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And it is indeed good morning from the Concrete Gang, a bright-eyed and bushy-tailed on this Sunday morning on Community Radio 3CR. We're well into the football season. 8.55 and they AM'd all too. You that's correct. That. And uh, let's have a little talk about what's happening in the world and you might want to start in Port Melbourne. I'd love to. I've been talking about that for three weeks. I haven't mentioned it. But, uh, yeah, the borough, uh, Port Melbourne Football Club, one of the most famous... F- or probably the most famous football club outside outside the AFL, on hard times a bit. They had a couple of, uh, last year, they didn't have a good return. They they were 300,000 or so in the red. Uh, uh, New committee? Yeah, well, that (laughs) new committee, they got rolled and all that. And there was a a couple of issues there. I mean, they they did a deal with the Rex Hotel with the poker machines and apparently they got taken over by Woolworths and... uh, Anyway, the whole lot of stories, and, and uh, plus, plus uh, the main thing was that they had games take, taken away from the ground because their ground, who hasn't been worked on for th- twenty or thirty years, there's been no drainage done, no work on the ground. Uh, the wet season came and they couldn't play there because the ground was in bad re- disrepair. So um, <clears throat> when the finals come and all that, they they played somewhere else, which costs Port Melbourne a lot of money because they lose all the money from from on the ground and, and the TV, uh, what do you call it? TV uh, TV rights, TV rights, and all that. So um, anyway, the new committee since then and uh, things are going well. But as you know, when when you uh, talk about football clubs and grounds, that they're run by councils now. This is where it all turns to tears because apparently the council was going to spend one point one million or something and, and, and re, uh, re or drain the ground. It's never been drained properly and resurface it. And apparently now they're not going to do that. So that's going to make another big strain on the on the football club because obviously if that doesn't happen, they'll lose more games and they'll lose more money. So um, to me, oh, I can't understand that. It's, it's uh, to me. Football clubs are about community, you know, kids playing football, uh, the whole whole community's involved in it and all that. And uh, they, um, I can't understand these cancels because they get them, these can- cancels get them these, these jobs and do it for, for, for wrong reasons. 
Yes, Warren, you keep putting it yourself. Yes, because (laughs) we need to put this in context for Concrete Gang listeners. And the Concrete Gang has a history, goes back now 40 years, of being involved in what happens in the community and what goes on, unfortunately, at the cost of working people. And if uh, Port Melbourne ain't a working class type side, there's something awful (laughs) wrong. And we need to protect these sorts of sides and these sorts of clubs because that history that goes back for all those yeah. all those years at Port Melbourne and Williamstown and, and the standalone clubs needs to be talked about because, let's be honest, we don't like the big end of town and the AFL are the big end of town and they're not doing anything for community football. And you'd have to think, you'd have to think what the agenda is down there in Port Melbourne, whether there's some developer lurking in the background or, or something going on. There's always some hidden agenda. But if you want to help help out Port Melbourne, you can always go down and buy a uh, membership ticket. I think there's seventy dollars. Go down to Port Melbourne and, and buy a membership ticket. But if if you if you're a, a uh, you live in Port Melbourne, even better go speak to your councils and go, what are you doing? You know, why aren't you fixing the ground up so that? so that they can play football and the community can enjoy their, their football club and their football players. Yes, and I think... Just now, to, good I, morning, Buzzer. Let's now talk about a football club that's got too much money and too much work going on at their green. Oh, John. Well, I've got to tell you, just before we get that, I, my club's a working-class club, St Albans Football Club in oh. Geelong. We hosted the 30 reunion last week of the, of the 87 grand final, and we lost by 30 goals. But everything went well on the day. It was a great day, and CFMEU shop still Brett Tawney, who was... Captain of the side in 87 was a great leader, and um, he did a fantastic job on the day. So, Brett, well done. Uh, a bit of a CFMU influence there. And I like to say also, yeah, Geelong, they've got a lot of money pumped in. They're going to get that stand that's supposedly opened, in, a, and then they're going to put, they've already been granted money for the next stand. They've had ones, two, three, yeah, four, how many stands? Play six games well, there is, a year. That is the point we're making, that there is something wrong in this state, which is supposed to be the home of Australian rules football, where... All the money goes to the top end, and bugger all goes to the community. Exactly, Warren. But let's now move on to another example of all the money going to the top end. Hey, Buzz, I fancy him cutting us short, eh? Yeah, well, BPM should have won the scallywag of the week last week. I'm not happy about that, too. We'll come back to that. We should have been here, you bloody sook. Oh, yeah, I know. Didn't get on in time. You're going to win the sookie Lalo of the week this week. Anyway, let's talk about somewhere else where the money is going the other way instead of to working people and their families. And that's the federal budget this week was handed down and all the media loved it and it was all going to be so terrific and Malcolm's back and the Liberals are doing it right, blah, blah, blah. And then it comes out, there's a huge hole in the budget because they underestimated how much money they're going to give back to business. There's a great big hole in the budget, and guess what? what they're still going ba- to continue with the tax cuts for business, but what's that mean? If the cost is going up, then there's going to be even less money for working people, and let's face it, company tax might be going down, but with the Medicare levy going up, with all the cuts to education which are going to affect working people's families, their kids trying to get an education for the new the new uh, economy of the 21st century, who's going to be paying? The people on the bottom yet again. Yeah, and, and what, the about drug the banks? what about the bank sucking? Oh, what about Anna Bly? She has to be nominated. Put it down. Put yeah, it. That yeah. made me sick. Anna Bly, please. Supposed to, to have been please. a Labor Premier of Queensland. She's defending it as bad public policy. 
Come on, Anna. You've got to do better than that. How much are they paying you? Now, that is, Obviously, that, plenty. Uh, that, is, that made me sick, to be quite honest. Well, the bank's blue, and they, uh, they, they, it's the richest banking system in the world. Yeah, but they're going to pass it. billion. Dollars. They're going to pass it on to us anyway. You watch. And <laughs> let me tell you, what about the, um, the, uh, the unemployed getting tested for drugs? Come on. Is that the oh. best they can come at? Well, they're drinking their Chardonnays and smoking their cigars up there. They're going to drug test people and, on, what, 100 bucks a week? As String right. Bean said, they should test them for houses. The poor buggers have got no houses. Yeah, and that's another good thing. Where's all the good social policy on housings and all the rest of it? Exactly. But anyway, it's not going to get fixed in this budget, is it? No. No. <laughs> Righto. Who else can we shit can about that budget? Well, I'm going to... How long we got? I'm going to, I'm going to nominate a particular decision that was the subject of a huge bloody... Uh, what would you say? Media event last early last week before the budget was actually handed down, and that was all the money that's going to the Australian Federal Police. Oh, right? Oh. Hey? I wonder what that's for. Hey? Well, because... It won't be for border control. It'll be for... Uh, wouldn't it be slipping into the um, ABCC and, and, and running through union offices and terrorising... Well, Terrorising young women at work in there. And, and can I just get on to that? That, that? that really well, gives let's me... put it in no, context. Just say one let's thing. put it in the context yeah. that well, I'm not going to say one thing. number of examples... <laughs> He's not going to let me say it. Of <laughs> He's not going to let me say it, examples <laughs> of can the I say AFP it? being used directly against the CFMEU. Yeah, but can I, I say this? Now I said, oh, sorry, mate. Oh, man. Now he's, on, mate. Now, now get, he's your, a, get your orders right here. Yeah, I know. Sorry, Buzz. Jesus. He's paying the ass. It's good when he's not here, isn't it? But what about those poor staff, you know, those women that work for the union? Yeah, I mean, they're not there because they're union officials or all that. We, we don't, when we employ them, we don't ask them who they vote for. We don't ask them, you know, are you a member of the CFMU? They, they, they're there for spe- specific skills, but they, those women got terrorised by those shit people that burst in and, and had them up against walls and, and all that. That, that is an unmitigated, that's a disgrace what happened. There should be an up, uprising in the community what happened to those poor women and, in Queensland, in, uh, in Canberra and all that. And now now it's all, oh, well, we, we got it wrong and all that, but where's well, your no, problem? they didn't admit they got it well, wrong. Well, they didn't admit. The courts found that they yeah, had yeah, done exactly. it wrongly, illegally. So what, those poor women, I, I met those women in Canberra and they were traumatised what happened. I mean, wh- why wouldn't you be? You know, and it, that was a Queensland branch, wasn't it? No, it was uh, a Tasman, uh, Canberra branch. Canberra branch as well. And well, they the were Queensland traumatized. Got terrorized oh. too. Yep. Mate, can I tell this story? What yeah, was well, that? I'm just saying there was two branches. Got yeah, we understand that. I'm talking about the ones sorry, I met. Sorry, I didn't sorry, meet the Queensland. Oh, oh mate. come on, come on. <laughs> I've had enough. I'm going. I'll tell you what. If you want me to go on this radio show, I'm the star of the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why is everyone laughing? <laughs> what happened there? Oh, come on. Well, that's the best laugh I've ever got. <laughs> and you wonder why I am absolutely copping it. Anyway. No, nah, but I, I've got to say, no, nah, can I just finish? Issue, can I finish right. on that? Honestly, no one deserves that. And I remember back to the Queensland branch of Buzzer kept. Interrupting. There's one young girl that come come off a plane from a trip, and she got she got locked up on the on the so dragged the off the, the tarmac yeah, and locked it. her up. And her role in the in, in the whole thing was she worked for the union. She did the accounts or something. I mean, why would she get locked up? 
Uh, I mean, anyway, I mean, terrorised in an interview. I think what I think I have to explain to our listeners. They get it, but I, I just can't, some of I, our members need to be a bit more um, uh, understand what 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 we're going through here too. Because there's also the registered organisation uh, mob that's been put into put into place too, which is another obstacle they're going to go through. Terrorise us about as well. Are you saying not, are you saying not the start of the show? Well, no, I didn't say that actually. <laughs> uh, right, well, we won't try and settle that competition today. But anyway, with the federal budget, there's plenty to talk about, and we will keep you uh, informed as more and more comes out, because there will be a number of areas which are obviously going to suffer, and it will always be the people at the bottom of the barrel. Now, talking of bottom of the barrel, we're always looking for some money. (laughs) However, down the barrel it is, and we're coming up to the annual 3CR Radiothon, and the... Concrete Gang fundraiser at the Palace Hotel. Yeah, so we need um, so we listeners out there. We need people ringing in on the eighteenth uh, of, of June because that's our live live uh, radiothon show. So we save us sit, sitting like stale bottles of piss. I mean, we, we've got to rely on people ringing in. Otherwise, we'll have to start telling stories and Buzzer will start talking about himself. We've had a few complaints about that, so we don't want that happening. So we need people to ring in. And, and donate money because we've got to raise eighteen and a half thousand dollars. I reckon we're the smallest radio show in this job. We've got to raise the most money. What's the and look at the there? studio they give us? Come on, they give yeah. us the biggest we're studio. We're in a shoebox. What's in a going shoe on box? there? Yeah, okay, well, we used to have a big one downstairs. Many Listen, years. you're putting people off donating. Oh, Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they don't know where the stars do they, Buzzer? No, we, you yeah, are the star. <laughs> Tell you what, mind your mind. Footy sides playing your footy side this week too. The battle of the bombers versus the cats. Two weak yeah. sides yeah, at the that'll, moment. That'll be a great game. Right on. Here is a special introductory offer. You put in enough money to get our eighteen and a half thousand dollar target met, and these blokes will be put off the show for a month. Oh yeah, that grouse. <laughs> or you can donate money, and we'll make sure Ralph doesn't talk for a month. That might be better. Oh yeah. Oh Warren, Warren. Sorry, Warren. Yeah, sorry, Warren. I reckon we'll have a big, bigger chance of making money there. But uh, or Warren might go and wash your car, or. We've got a gigolo in the union now, apparently. <laughs> Righto. We've got a gigolo. Talk about the gigolo. Someone, well, some someone. people, if they well, under, <laughs> the rules, about under the rules of the union, if you are a union official, you can only have one job unless you get permission <laughs> to have it. Hey, anyway. let me tell you this. The gigolo has only got one job. I'll tell you what. He's got no offers, I'll tell you. Just for you people there, there was a funny thing at the, at the, um, delegates, at the delegates meeting and one official, God love him, who we love dearly, said he's, he, he uh, someone said that we're only here because we're damaged people and, we, and that's why we represent the unionists and someone said. I'd never you, thought they'd have an ambition of being a union official and yeah. he said he had an ambition to be a. Gigolo. <laughs> Which no one could work out what, what a gigolo was, but anyway, we worked it out in a hurry, and then all of a sudden, we had a few gigolos in the end, but anyway. But as, as we said, he can't have two jobs, but I'm, t- I'm tipping he didn't get any work. <laughs> Righto. Let's just remind you, the 18th of song. June and uh, the 10th of July for the Palace Hotel. So we'll be reminding you in the lead up, and we're looking to raise $18,500, and just to uh, point out, there's a lot of claims made for people's support, a lot of fundraisers going on. Let's just hope that when we get to the Radiothon, the river doesn't run dry. 
Good news for beautiful people watching the world go by. Make love in the middle of a war zone. Here you're never gonna die. Don't rock the boat. Keep your head down. You're just another fool in the crowd. Everybody knows you can be a winner. Come on and shout it out loud when the river runs dry. You will return to the scene of the crime when the river runs dry. Salvation. Future, but I wouldn't get anything done. Relax, abandon ship.
Mark Seymour, one of the great fans of the Concrete Gang. He's been on here live. And uh, we're now going to throw over to the old string bean because the good thing about this is Warren hasn't got a microphone. This is magnificent. Yes, he is. <laughs> the rest of the show is going to be great. But how good was uh, Mark Seymour a few years ago down, remember many years ago down in the old Spotswood Mills? Yes, he was a sensational buzzer, but you're not le- you're not reading the plan, oh, mate. Sorry, just the usual <laughs> buzzer all over the shop. Uh, nomination for Peggy of the Year. We've had mate, a new is, one, and we've got a couple from last week. We told you told you we'd read. Um, yeah, going well. Brian Shearer has had another nomination. Fantastic. I'll give it to him. In Great from bloke. Rick over oh, at Gravity Apartments. You're not on the, you're not on the committee, mate. Oh, I just think he's fantastic. Doesn't matter what you think. Cleanest sheds in Melbourne. Toilets on 25, Great 20, 15, 10, 1 and 2. Bit of work there. Not bad for an old guy. And uh, apparently on the turn of the ticket, he did the did the business, locked the doors, sorted it out. Oh. Not bad for a Peggy. Yeah, I'm swinging, I'm swinging <laughs> his way now. Yeah, That's how we like it. Who he took got? on Richard Fenario a few years ago in a, in a great battle. It was fantastic, so I'll give him my vote, right? That, that was just a bit of embellishment yeah. for Nigel Hatchkiss there. And uh, uh, we'll just read a few of it that we had from last week. So Has we Warren had... telling us to hurry up too? I can't yeah. believe that. Who we got? <laughs> yeah. Paul Mooney yeah. for Peggy of the Year. That was a nomination from Dave at Hayser, oh. Ivanhoe. Um, he's a gun, looks after the sheds. Uh, he apparently knows 30 languages and brings in the South African goodies, the chocolate for the blokes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not bad. You, you know, you're going to be the favourite Peggy if you bring chocolate into the job, aren't you? <laughs> well, yeah, we don't. Ivan is way to a win. That sounds like blackmail, but anyway, yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> we'll we're, take we're, it. we're open for a bit of that. That's all right. No, 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 it's all good. Send chocolate into the concrete gang via the office. Yeah. Um, oh. Patrick Tui uh, uh, at Melbourne uh, Convention Centre. Yeah, that's my job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what have I done wrong there? Put in by Davey Hall. Well, yeah, I'm an hour and I'll have him up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a gr- bit of groaning going on. Yeah. There. Well, I'll give you a groan. There was one, one mention in one of my jobs, Hazy. Mate, I wouldn't give him a job glued in my backyard. He's the worst peggy I've ever seen. He's too busy looking in the mirror, looking at himself. He's another one has got a first aid ticket that thinks he's a Collins Street doctor. Mate, they've actually put him up. I said, they were embarrassing. I said, yeah. Who else you got? David oh. Lithgow's put oh, sorry, in uh, Ronnie Galia. Uh, nothing too hard. Lovely guy, hardworking. Deserves some recognition. Uh, we had Grant Hamilton from Hutchinson's but Builders. But we've done all these, haven't we? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just oh, okay. going back oh, through because we really rushed it last time. Oh, we did, yeah. Uh, a bit about Tina Simpson, who was nominated. Yeah, young Tina. Yeah, yeah very good. lives and breathes her job, takes an enormous amount yes. of pride in her work, but wouldn't put herself up. Um, on her first day back from leave, she came in extra early because she knew things would have to be changed around in her absence. Yeah. You know, that sounds like someone doing the job. Uh, Am I allowed to say that's a woman's touch? You let her say that or not? Is that, is that um, you know? Oh no, maybe I should do, doing doing a good, a good job. Good touch. I shouldn't yeah. have said that. Yes, Kenny Kenny Fawcett uh, has had a couple of nominations. Huge unionist, absolutely hates the liberals. That's that, that's a, that's a good. That's, that's a, good a one number one criteria. Uh, he should, although he should win because he's a winger, but he has old school values and is a good unionist. But no matter how much grief he gets from the boys, he always got the sheds and the toilets clean. So that's why he should win. Well, if you want for the biggest winger, Bobby Laker, who's retired now, he'd have won it every year. I don't know about this as a nomination. He's a dead set knobhead, but he's our knobhead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, yeah. oh, beautiful. So All right, we're, get, we're getting them in, and we need to keep getting them in because. But remember the one tenth, thing, Warren. Tenth of July is the big day. They've got to be there to win it. You can't win it unless you're there. It's going to be exactly. a lovely. It's going to be a good prize for them. So they've got to be at the at the um, Concrete Gang Tournament, the Palace Hotel on the tenth of July in uh, City Road, South Melbourne or Port Melbourne. And I should say, Suvlaki Pete still hard to beat. Uh, Peter Wilson with uh, with several nominations. He's had quite a few. So. 
Keep your nominations in. Yeah, but the handwriting looks like his. (laughs) (laughs) Emails, mate. He's probably got it stolen everyone's email addresses. Righto. Moving right along. We are getting now to only a few minutes to go. Scallywag of the week is also an opportunity to talk about some compliance problems. Yeah, we've got a few. We've this com- com- company out there called Custom Facades. Uh, I think his name's Briffer. Uh, and there's another company called Custom Cladding. A few months behind. But notorious for doing this. Listen, there's a couple others, Capital Form and all the rest of it. Boys out there, you've got the app now. Melbourne Facades. You've got the Melbourne Facades. You've got the app. You've got the ability. You can email. You can fax. You can ring. Uh, the app is fantastic. So there should be no reason why we shouldn't be all on the one page with this. So I'm saying a little bit better effort needs to go out there in the compliance checking world. That's what I reckon, to make sure they're paying on a monthly basis because the longer you stretch it out, if they go under, it's harder to fix, let me tell you. And there's a one particular company who I'm going to nominate yet again, and that is Rocares Precast from oh, Shepparton. They go back a long way. Who are now fighting sea bus in court to try and prevent them having to pay $107,000 in back super payments. And they still haven't paid the pump, the payments that have been uh, accruing since Christmas. That's the hundred and seven thousand is just from before Christmas. So anyway, so what's your got, what's your argument? Their argument is, well, I got a lawyer. We're going to stuff you around on every technicality we can. Righto. So we've got Capital Form. We've got Custom Clad. We've got Custom Facade. Melbourne Facade. Any other nominations? Uh, and a bligh. On, who spoke on behalf oh, of the Australian Bankers man. Association. Oh, mate. Hey, she's got where she come from. I'll tell you what, I fell out. Hey, I tell you what, we want to nominate Prince Philip. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 780 yeah. charities, and they reckon he's got fairly good. What has he actually done? That's why they live to 100. They've never been under stress in their life. No, but, no, but you've got to remember, when you're cutting those ribbons with the scissors, oh. sometimes it goes awry. Yeah, you, so you know. stupid English that reckon no, no, what a fantastic you ever job tried cutting. Done? Oh, you, ever tried cutting, you ever tried cutting the ribbon with a pair Yeah, of I know. It's, it makes me sick. But anyway, keep going. Right, you uh, get RSI. Yeah. Now, listen. Marion. We've got uh, Marion. Yeah. You remember? Oh, who, yeah. Uh, oh, what about Hanson and Yunkin called the coppers too? Yes, just a minute. Just oh. a minute. Haven't got to them. Marion, they put in security guards who are very, very happy yeah. because they're getting work they never thought they'd get. Well done, boys. Now, Frank. H&Y called the coppers. Yeah. Because they were trying to get people to work on the RDO That's and they it. didn't want to work, and so they called the coppers to stop the union officials talking That's what to you the do, members. That's what you do. Obviously, the Malcolm Turnbull government, for all their oh. dastardly deeds with the budget, the AWU for just being the AWU, and our mate, Jonathan. <laughs> Who? The boss. Of what's their names, Buzzer? BPM, Jonathan Hallahan. Oh, oh what a bad Hallahan. Have listen. a look at him. Have a Worth three hundred and eighty million or four hundred million. Now listen, our mate Jonathan is on the internet. Have and a look. What's he if come you up actually with? Actually, yeah. get on the internet yeah. and have a look at Jonathan. And it's all very. What would you say? String boy. It's very Jonathan. Yeah, <laughs> he he is all over. The, it's just about him. He's got lovely pictures all over the place of but himself. Just, but uh, hey, Springboard, before you start, just so we remind the listeners, we've got to hurry. But BPM is a mob that's called the coppers on myself and, and Buzzer and shocking Port Melbourne Court. job. Abs- 
in um, Brighton and all that and, and in Port Melbourne is absolute dropkick, but sorry, here you go. Yeah, exactly. Safety issues we discussed last week, but uh, after that we looked at his website and uh, not only do they build things or at least uh, appoint people to build things, but they, um, they do sell candles uh, <laughs> In celebration of nocturnal indulgence and elegant hedonism, BPM will release a limited edition of bespoke candle oh, called loose. Dream of the Night. He's ramming up his coin. That <laughs> aims to inspire residents and clients to oh. unclench the strains of the daily toll. Oh. <laughs> right on, folks. So just for Jonathan, we're going to introduce a new WOW Award. Wanker, Wanker of the Week. <laughs> right on. Real. Who are we going for for Scallywag? Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan. Oh, can, I just, can I mention the website just so people can look it up? Come on. BPM. BPMcorp.com.au. Check out the blog. It's fantastic. Right on. So he's won so, it. HMY for calling the coppers. Yeah. For Wank Scallywag, the, the Sookie Lala is definitely Anna Bly. Right, at, and we're going at the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare, Dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you lose. lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang. And there's some fundraisers going on. Get on to it. Especially for Chris Kutsagaras, who was the bloke element killed. Five. Killed on the Element 5 job. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.